Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Supportive. <laughs> oh, sorry. Patrick is Patrick Donnelly is here with me. We're at Town Hall Brewery. Stu is also here with me. Hey guys, how's it going? Patrick, say hi. I didn't give you a chance to say hi. Hi everybody. I'm John Marthaler. Brandon is showing up at some point. He had Clarence. to drive from a big blue box. Clarence, Clarence. Can't, make can't make it. We don't have a we don't have a name for ourselves this week, do we? No, we don't. We're, we can uh, just be the sports fist again. Yes, yeah, sports, the sports fist. fist is, yep. is, is it's a it's always a winner. Stu Newman in the sports fist. There you go. Um, we we decided we didn't need Brandon. We had Patrick here. Patrick just came to hang out. We're going to make him be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We should probably start by talking about the Twins, who are, I would say, at their most depressing. They are doing what we expected them to do about six to eight weeks ago, which was fine, cool off after a nice start. And, uh, yeah, it's it's not been fun to watch the last week or so. This has been the most depressing week of the season, wouldn't you it say? It really has. Because, I mean, it's not like they've been getting – they've, like, gotten leads, and then it's just gotten terrible. Yeah, it's not even, like, the first week of the season where they just got hammered every game. Yeah. It's like – Oh, it's eight to seven in the ninth inning. Let's bring in Glenn Perkins, and yeah, it's over. Yeah, yeah. The, his regression into Ron Davis territory the last <laughs> week has not been fun for anybody. And I mean, uh, Parker uh, Hageman, friend of the podcast, uh, who hosts his own terrible, yeah. terrible Awful. fucking host of the podcast. No Juice Worst podcast, podcast the literally cities. just like listening to garbage rot. Um, <laughs> did a for him a really good analysis. His basically his slider is staying up in the zone, and that's been the difference. You this don't want to throw a slider up in the zone. Yeah, you don't because then um, was it God? Why can't was it Kang? Kong. Yes, Kong just destroyed. Dung I mean, hole Kong. Jesus God, did he hit that home yeah. run hard last night? Although A Rod's home run <laughs> off of off of Glenn was a fastball down. I think. Yes, that yes. was actually not a terrible pitch. It's no, just, it wasn't. It's just A Rod steroid filled uh, limbs. Yep. were able to strike quickly mm, and yes. send it far. So yeah, it's. Uh, I assume just you know. 
I, a, it's a fair guess. Do you have to say allegedly with A-Rod and steroids? No, I'm not sure fine. you have to say that anymore. It, makes, it so. makes old white sports writers angry, so I think take more more, more steroids. Yes, yes, in my, yes. In my opinion. so Everything makes old white sports writers angry. That That's is what true. they do. Hey, I'm kind of an that old white sports writer. That is true. It doesn't make me angry. Do you feel angry? That's true. No, no, not at all. Do you but feel yeah. like shooting lions in Africa? Oh, my oh, goodness. God. Are you kidding me? That uh, lion, I'm, I'm can, we, can we be the only media outlet in town that doesn't? Yeah, that's fine. I don't actually have anything to right say there. about it. Ugh. But, yeah, back to the Twins. Um, yeah, it's all kind of, I mean, the middle relief has been horseshit. Horseshit. Terrible. And the closer is struggling. That just magnifies everything else. Yes. And today, uh, they there was a play in the sixth inning, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's on, it is on your local Vine machine. And if the Twins finish the season with like ten wins in fifty games, mm-hmm. that will be the play that is just summing up the entire it Twins is the, season. It is Wait, the, that was the, all one the, play. Yes, the, the Benny Hill music was playing. Oh, oh boy, we got we got oh, a Broxy. We, we got Brandon Broxy. Do you want to pause it? No. Okay. Why do we want to pause it? Well, he's bring. Oh yeah, people are going to listen to this. Hold yes. on. All right, pause over. Brandon's here. We just we also took a moment, a moment to watch that play from the Twins game. Wow. And if you haven't seen it, you should go seek it out. But we'll describe it for you anyway. It's a line drive to right field with two guys on base (laughs) that hops directly past Eddie Rosario, who's just standing there like a statue with a glove on on his left hand. Rosario chases it back to the fence, throws it back to the infield, missing two cutoff men in the process, (laughs) at which point it rolls through Eduardo Nunez's legs because apparently he fell asleep while the ball was coming towards him. The runner who hit the ball, I'm not even sure who the runner was, takes off from third base, and Eduardo Nunez runs directly into him and knocks him down. I think it was, it McCutcheon. was McCutcheon. Yeah. Yeah. Was it McCutcheon? Yeah. It, the guy you don't want knocking you over exactly. because he was, uh, he was a high school football star and was you know, on his yeah. way to University of Florida on a scholarship yeah. for either football or baseball, probably. Mm. He was really good. You don't want to have him hit you. <laughs> yeah. And while it was enjoyable to watch Eduardo Nunez get pancaked on the third best baseline, <laughs> it still was just the utter summation of how the Twins game went. Really, the last week of the Twins. Yeah. I miss this entire thing. Yeah. I've been busy. Hey, have we... Uh, so, are we recording? We are actually recording. We're what's, just talking into the microphones for practice. What's the name of the episode? We didn't uh, Somebody in the Sports Fest. I've yeah. got one. Uh, this is episode 116. Uh, you're listening to The Sports Gash featuring Professor Stank Dick. <laughs> Stank Dick. <laughs> oh, I read that article. That was my, scary. Oh, my God. Don't ever... Professor what? Stank, Stank dick. dick. It's a vi- <laughs> There's an article that goes with that? Yeah. Wow. Um, are you familiar with Vine Stars, John? No, I'm not. They're these, like, you know, 24, 25-year-old dudes who are... He doesn't insane- have an 11-year-old daughter, apparently. That's right. Who get insanely popular on various social media sites doing, like, six-minute clips of songs. It's stunningly um, awful, and they're also very popular, and they all have dumb, awful, like... If you're gonna climb on a dragon in a lake, you're gonna have the name of oh, a vine yeah, yeah, star. Yeah. You're gonna be like, you're gonna know all of them. Garden Swizzle Hammer, the third. I see. If I can junior. just be on the clock for a second uh, for my company, I'd yeah. like to say that these uh. influencers, while we might not know them, have a lot of influence <laughs> and clout, and um, can actually help sell some products if you use them correctly. Okay, I'm off the clock. Well, yeah, the Sean Mendes. Was was Sean Mendes? Is that who we're talking about here? The guy <laughs> in the article was openly speculating about how he may, you know, wind up doing an ad for Fleshlight right there in his on his video podcast. It was there. hard thing for me to see because we have hired that exact person for my campaign. <laughs> 
So, oh my. Is that actually Logan true? Logan Paul is yes, your guy? That is true. He's one of a number of influencers that we have. I'm okay. trying to reach 18 to 22 year old yes. college students. So we we'll figured out by hiring Professor Stank. So college professor kids are into this? Really? I was thinking of they aimed younger. I, th- I thought it was this like 14 really, year olds. Yeah. Like this that. is really college students. Yeah. No wonder our country's getting dumber and dumber. They're yeah. not even able to yeah. pay attention in college because they're. But I mean, watching well, I mean, Dick um, Stank. The one that's standing for Clarence, by the way. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Logan Paul's like his. Uh, Sean Mendes, I think, was his precursor. He was a huge Vine star, and his album debuted at number one. I mean, yeah. he was—he's a. I mean, I've heard his songs, and I mean, he's—is any good? He's Bieber, you know. Oh, What's his name? Sean I'm Francis Mendes. M e n d e s. I have—I have nothing to say about anything here. Yeah, it's a whole different thing that you. I mean, if you were to talk to your dad about it right now, he would just—his face would just be. Like, well, like that's cool. how I feel right, right now. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I think that's like, fair. I'm, you'd be unsurprised to know I'm sort of known as the person in my office who like understands what's going on <laughs> on the internet. You know, the hip get, one and of the even get I, the internet. Even I looked at some of these videos and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah. I don't know, man. Kids these days. It's, what are you yeah, gonna it's do? It's like trying to you know like explaining like an in joke on Monty Python's Flying Circus to somebody. This you know, to us is like when you're millennial. when you handed your grandma like your Game Boy. You know, and she was like, "Ah, yeah. uh, that's a different universe. I have no idea yeah. what that is." So. I said it before. I'll say it again. Every year, idiocracy looks more and more like a documentary. It, it, I'm it, serious. It, it's getting yeah. scary. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so that's that's Stank Dick. That's Stank Dick. His, that's where that one. He's comes going from. to record a song called Stank Dick with Ti doing the rapping. He, he. I believe, if I remember right, the linchpin of the article said he could he could see himself settling. To, for making two to three million dollars a year, yeah, and that was you know as somebody who got laid off yesterday, that one really that one that one was that, that one felt stung. good. I gotta imagine that one stung a little bit. There's another guy so. who his job and he makes more than that. I, I don't know how much he makes. I think it's like over five million. Um, his job is he plays video games uh, and records himself playing them oh, yeah. and making comments on oh, yeah. YouTube. And he's a so like an MST3K type of thing. It is only similar for video yeah. games. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's so huge. when you have a frame of reference from the past, you're like, mm. I kinda I kinda get yeah, that. But when exactly. you don't have a frame of reference for Vine six second videos, you're like, that's fucking insane that's to me. Insane. That's, that's so you know? dumb. Stop doing that. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't do that. You can't make a living doing that. It's yeah. wrong. Yep. It's Literally like white vines. slavery. Don't do that. Six ever. second videos. They're making yeah. millions of dollars. I, I, Jesus. Are vines wow. still six seconds long? Yes. I would have thought they would have given up on that by now. Been like, listen, six seconds is a stupid length. No, I mean, vines are, like, they add, I think, a lot to our culture because that uh, llama that's hopping to a DMX Y'all is, gonna uh, make me lose, lose my, my mind. mind. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is the greatest work of art of the 21st century, and I will True. argue that with anybody. It's just, it, it's, it's six seconds of magic. Perfectly it's, random. Exactly, and it's great. And I don't know why these guys who are singing. Six-second vines are popular at all, though. 250 years from now, they're not. The llamas. National Portrait Gallery in Washington D.C. is going to take down all the Rembrandts, mm-hmm. all of that stuff, and be like, "Here's a llama hopping around to a rap song." Just a bunch of I'm, iPads. I'm, kids, I'm, I'm waiting for your criticism. Our of kids it, is kids yeah. is kids yeah. is kids <laughs> is kids are going to be like, "Oh, we got to go look at the stupid hopping llama. It's so boring." Uh, I like to look at some. Uh, 18th century impressionism, please. <laughs> it's yeah, a, what you're saying is it's going to come out. It's going to come full circle. Full around. circle, yeah. Circle of life. It's one of our main themes here on the podcast. Yeah, the circle of life is. Yeah. It's a big part of what we do. We talk yeah. about that a lot. Yeah. 
So Pardon. sorry to have cut into the uh, <laughs> the uh, twins, uh, the uh, twins bemoaning. Dog. It was bemoaning basically. It was basically a eulogy. Fully recovered from Nan Phoebes. Nappy, yeah, fully nappy. recovered. Well, I mean, are, are they up Although one they're or still two in the it. wild card right now? Yeah, that's the thing. They're still up in the wild card race, and yet it feels like it's they're, like you know they're even the, the people who the well. really are still optimistic are saying maybe they shouldn't do any big yeah. blockbuster trades here. The, the, we're lucky because the AL is so horseshit this I year. I know it's, exactly. it's, it's, it's Kansas City, the Angels, Houston, and I mean whoever comes out of the East, and the Yankees who aren't that good. And yeah, then, no, the Yankees are like a beer league softball team yeah, right now. Yeah. Oh, they're <laughs> ancient. <laughs> but you know that they've got the funds. They'll probably go get someone before they could wind up with price. Before I can see them get rent if they can afford it. They can rent price for the year. Gets, yeah. Maybe you get Cespedes or something. I don't know. The if Yankees I know it. would have done that already. Oh, yeah. All right. I still think they might. Like Sunday afternoons, it's just, uh, we're going to play with whoever shows up to the park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brian Cashman is playing right field. <laughs> oh, we didn't have enough guys show up. A couple up. innings while someone's caught in traffic. Yep. The keg is out in the Hall of Legends out in the outfield. Guys are leaving the field to go move their cars <laughs> during the game. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm in a one-hour spot. I can only wait till the fifth inning. My, my ex-wife needs to get the kids at the Arby's. I got to go. <laughs> But yeah, I don't even know if the Yankees had the farm system to make any deals. I like think that, they just they? got rid of all of their minor league teams at one point. I think they're just so, like, yeah. yeah, forget it. We're not Mine doing well. anything with these teams. They're a, they're a lost leader, though. You know, I don't understand. So it's just so much parity is the issue, right? They just yeah. there's no. So the Royals are a legitimately good team. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, the starting the, pitching is probably there. Yeah, they were. If, okay, the good pitching. If they could afford to get price, that would, I think that would make them the prohibitive favorite in the American League if they went and got a price. Oh, yeah. I think they already they are. are. I mean, without, without outfield defense and just the way they can, like, you know, just, you know. You've got the win. Blue Jays, whose pitching is remarkably terrible, and they're like, you know they what we need? A, thousand a shortstop. Runs a There's your Let's get a shortstop. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we'll just start R.A. Dickey three times a week, yep. and we'll try to win every one of these games 15 that, to 12. That's the Twins have this weekend, right? No, no that, they have Seattle I, this okay. weekend. Starting Monday, uh, I think they're at Toronto Okay, for four Sorry, really, and really awful extra. games, yeah. I think. Three or four. It's going to be tough. Yeah, Seattle this weekend, I mean, Felix pitched today, so they're not going to see him. You'd like no. to think that they could contend and, you know, take three or four from, from yeah, Seattle's Seattle. Seattle's not, not good. No, Seattle's not good yeah, at I mean, all. And, I mean, that'll be, I mean, every time we've written them off this year when they've had these skids, they've come back from them. But, I this mean, it's true. There's, there's not a lot of them off mid-game. I wrote them yeah. off mid-game last night when it was 7-3 in the And they came inning, right back and scored and they four runs. Right <laughs> against, and Pittsburgh's had a decent bullpen. I mean, they did yeah. it against a decent yeah. reliever, so it's not like... Mor- yeah, yeah Morton was an all-star last year, and here yeah. they are knocking him around. So and then Melanson not, comes in and puts out the fire yeah. once it's tied, and yeah. then which is a bummer. And then the bad things happen. So, yeah, I don't know. I I think this is it, but if they yeah. turn around and pull off, you know, six out of, of the next seven, it, that wouldn't surprise me either, really, because they've, they've turned it around every time this year. So is it? That there's the talent is just down in general, or is it all in the National League, or is it everybody's just mm. decent now? I just don't understand. Like, I'm not impressed with any team at all. Besides, the Cardinals s- are good, right? In the NL, there's a few moments of dominance yeah, yeah. there, but for the most part, just everybody else is like, ah, eh. very flawed. We've kind of it's not been like that. We've kind of swung back to pitching dominance. Yeah, and when you, pitching is dominant, it's not as sexy. And no, it's boring. Yeah, it kind of is. I mean, as a baseball guy, I don't mind it. I, we're ball I like guys. Baseball. Yeah, we're, we're ball, ball guys. guys. We are ball guys. I like seeing uh, baseball in all its forms. Yeah. I like yeah. slugging. I like yeah. you know slugfests. I like pitching stools. Whatever. But 
it, it's hard to be impressive when you're beating teams, you know, three to one or whatever. And so that's why nobody really is jumping out at you. Right well, not now. to mention that, but I was reading an article. I think it was in Grantland. I can't say for sure, but um, they were talking about all these new upcoming prospects. Um, Bryant was Chris Bryant was kind of the feature prospect, but um, the other top hitting prospects are um, very much three true outcome type type hitters, right? They have a huge home run rate, a huge strikeout rate, and a huge walk rate, because that's how they've been raised coming up of like, I'm going to get my hacks in because I know how important, thank you, because I know how important home runs are and how, much, yeah. how important power is, which is good. That's, I think, how, the optimal way to be a hitter if you have the ability to have power, but I think what's going to happen is baseball is not going to become more exciting with more of these players. Like, we, didn't, we never wanted more Adam Duns in the world, right? right? So even if there's a ton of power is great, but I would love to see more Buxtons and yeah. fewer Sanos. I love Sano. He's great, but he's not as exciting to watch as a Buxton who can, who can keep, your, inter- mm-hmm. keep your, um, your interest level up because he's good at defense and he's good on the base pass and whatever else. Like, I'm just curious to see... Even if offense does get higher, if it's a boring type of offense and baseball might run into, yeah. like, more interest problems in the coming years. What's exciting offense for you? A lot of triples, Like right? double, triples. single, double, triple, double, double. Just Escobar as a fan, yeah, I think action. Ed. I think action in general is probably the key to me. Yeah, like, what about jog- dingers? Running, not jogging. Dingers are awesome. Dingers that, are great, but the best one, the best players are going to hit one one every three games, right? Yeah, so, yeah. see four home runs in here. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it would be great. That. Yeah, maybe, so four probably, one every four games. Yeah, um, yeah. that's just sort of my concern with um, – and we talk about um, we're ball guys and we like good pitching matchups. Um, I don't need scoring uh, to, to keep my interest level, but I do like action. I like – Right. Put the ball in play. Yeah. Put yeah. The, put the ball have in something play. to watch. And uh, the three trail outcomes is, again, it's the way to play. They're really smart, good hitters. Um but it's not doing much of a service for the fans. So well, here's another thing. I'll be curious to see what happens. That's why, if, it, if it's me, you know, the pitch clock and the between innings clock and stuff. They introduced the between the like the pitching changes in between innings clock in the majors, yeah. which they don't actually do anything with. Yeah. Like if you watch it during the game, it'll run down to zero, and they're just like, meh. Yeah. yeah. So, getting that and actually working it, and like AAA is using the pitch clock, and it works. Yeah. Just jack that down down low so it's like 15 seconds between pitches between innings like two minutes straight up and wow. you're just going to start calling a ball every five seconds if the guy isn't on the mound then you gotta talk to your uh tv networks yeah that. That, and that's that's the biggest issue i mean true every, you know if every tv network would take a cut and and then would pay less too and just run three ads in between instead of four in between every half inning that would move the game along a lot but if, quicker. But if I'm Major League Baseball and I'm talking to these TV companies, I'm like, all right, guys, I get that you paid a lot for these rights, but unless we do something, pretty soon nobody's right. going to be watching these games. Well, So get on board, run your three ads, mm-hmm. run one after a batter or something for 12 seconds or whatever, and we'll, let's get sure. going with this. I mean, you can say that the, that the networks are greedy, and God knows they are, but it's yeah. also part of MLB's being greedy because they're the ones who set the price. Well, there's, they're the ones who now have supported themselves entirely based on TV revenue. Oh, absolutely. So they're not blameless, but right. something has to be done here. Well, but I also think that that's only getting to part of the battle because all we're doing there is we're hurrying up to get back to the no action on the field. Like we're just getting <laughs> back to the 3-1 counts and the 2-2 counts and guys trying to work walks and strikeout pitchers and, and all that. I just 
I don't know. How about we go to softball rules? Yeah, you get start three with balls. a one-on-one one count. Yeah, yeah start, start with a one-on-one one one. count. I'd be all right with that. The craziest suggestion <laughs> was to shrink the strike zone. I heard people say, "Oh, you shrink the strike zone, then uh, you know, then I don't, I don't understand the logic. To me, that means you're gonna have guys swinging even less. Yeah, but." They're, I think they're thinking there'd be fewer strikeouts than if we shrunk the strike zone. Pitchers would have to throw it over the middle, and then they'd put the ball in play. But they wouldn't. I think pitchers are throwing the ball over the plate pretty much as well as they can right now. Right. You know, I mean, they want to hit corners, but that's only been part of the game for 150 years. Yeah. It's pitching to the edges of the plate. That's okay. Uh, so not shrinking the zones. I, I'd prefer to see them expand the zones and get guys swinging. Those are pitches guys can hit. They just won't. Or they refuse to try because they get rewarded by having it being called a ball. A hitter knows if I'm not going to get a good swing on it, I'm out no matter what, right? Right. So I'm just going to take my hacks up there. And okay. if I strike out, I don't give a shit if I strike mm-hmm. out. And that's, again, that's the way to, to mentally approach in at bat. The only problem is it sucks for fans. Yeah. All right. It here's, sucks. Here's the idea I just came up with. I want you guys to tell me why it's the worst idea ever. Oh. Your first swinging strike is free. Your what? first free? swinging strike doesn't count as a strike. Okay. Oh, okay. You swing and you miss, that doesn't count as a strike. Why is that a terrible idea? The game is now longer, much yeah. longer. But it is more incentive to take a hack. But they have... Isn't it? Because if it's... That's not the problem. You about, the strike, strike zone, strike but you get, the, you get the swinging strike free. But if you take a pitch and it's called a strike, you still can swing and get a free one? A called yeah, only on strike one. Maybe how about that a makes called strike sense. is two strikes? A called strike is two strikes. <laughs> That's better. That's better. <laughs> I like better that. fucking swing. You better fucking Actually, swing. Actually, that might even be a better way to do it. Ghost runners on second and third with two outs and, and pitcher's hand. Let's play that, too. <laughs> I do think ghost runners is a good idea. Ghost runners are awesome, man. That was always fun. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm on board with that one. Edward nu- Eduardo Nunez looked like he thought there were ghost runners. Yes, he did. <laughs> and the ghost runner was there, Andrew McCutcheon, and he was very real. <laughs> if we're going to have ghost, ghost runners, then every team needs to be managed by Ron Gardenhire, because I want to see Ron Gardenhire arguing with an umpire about whether the ghost runner was out at third base. Exactly. Just absolutely losing his mind. No, he was on first base before your throw got to third base. And it's all filmed like a ghost hunter show from yep. the Discovery Channel, absolutely. so it's all in infrared, you know. I think that's a really good what idea. What is Gardy doing right now? Do we know? He's drinking a beer. He's, He's drinking a Bud Light in an RV. Coors Light and uh, bowling. Yep, bowling. Let's Scratch offs. Scratch offs, probably. Yeah, no, or pull tabs. Yeah. He's got no, <laughs> pull tabs for sure. There. He's probably a, an unbelievable bags player. Right now, Ron Gardenhire oh, yeah. is yeah. standing at the pull tab thing, <laughs> studying the number of pull looking, tabs looking left in the box yeah, and what's left on the wall. Can I buy this box out? I think I should buy the box. So 500 left in there. I think we should go over the box. Yeah, I could. That's 250 in pure profit as far as I'm concerned. Is he going to be back, do you think, coaching? Oh, yeah. Somebody will hire him. Yeah, I think, think so. so. I think, yeah, I don't think this is, yeah, I, I don't think it's like a Tom Kelly thing where he's just going to say no to everybody. No. I think he probably still has the itch, and I think he's still got the rep around the league to where somebody will give him a chance. Yeah, even though, I mean, even though I know we're bemoaning the state of the Twins, Molitor really has, I think, damaged some of Gardenhire's rep, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just because this is not that different of a team that uh, he left for Molitor, and Molitor has done a much better job than Gardenhire has the last well, four Well, not years. to mention the quotes from the players saying, it's night and day from last year. We're right. so much that more also, prepared. It's like, geez, <laughs> you hate yeah. Gardy that much, or are you just giving a quote? Which, or, you know, who knows? Yeah, the exactly. or they, they, could ju- they could just yeah. be happy that they're winning instead of, like, the last of four years of crawling through 500 yards of shit. I don't know. <laughs> 
I, I wonder sometimes how much you can read into what players actually say, though, because they've been trained so well to say the least objectionable thing. Yep. But then when they True. say something objectionable, that's when you got to your eyes got to you know pop a little bit. When they're saying it's night and day compared to last year. Yeah, that's but that's not objectionable. It's not objectionable to say our current manager is doing a great job. But that's not what they're saying. They're saying our current manager is doing a hell of a lot better job than the guy we had last year. Is kind of what yeah, but saying. he's the current manager. It's, yeah. I mean, it's say like saying your boss job. is doing a great job. Oh, yeah, our new boss really making a big difference. I, I really like the changes yeah. that he or she has made. That would be a fine quote. But if you said, way better than last year. We're much more prepared than we used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think... It's wise to ignore anything a player says in general. Yeah, unless it actually sounds like something they believe. Like, if it sounds like they're telling you the truth, that's interesting. If it sounds like they're just saying something so they're not in the paper, not interesting. Yeah, which is probably that. But I just feel like there is enough smoke there where there may be fire that people are, yeah. are yeah, really that's plausible. That. I mean, we're, um, we're in the media. We are media members. We're media members, and uh, we just got to talk about what the players talk about, and, yep. and we have to look into things, uh, read way too far into them, yep. overthink it, yep. and talk about it ad nauseum to a point where no one else wants to hear about it. That's what our role is here. Yeah. We, we are holding people's feet to the fire. We're not here to be reasonable. We're fire If we were reasonable, we, we wouldn't be talking into microphones. We're mm-hmm. making a difference a with our words. From the looks of people at this bar, we are unreasonable humans. Have we even mentioned where we are yet? I, don't, I, I don't think, think I briefly have. said we were at Town Hall Brewery, but I was so nervous about having to talk without Brandon here that I didn't know what to talk about. <laughs> John really was nervous. He's, he was wondering what the agenda was going to be, what, what fake name we're going to have at the beginning of the show. I mean... There's you're going to really enjoy the first four minutes. Panic. Yeah, just panicking over what yeah, you're talking about. We are at the uh, Town Hall Brewery on Seven Corners in Minneapolis. Um, the beautiful West Bank. The beautiful West Bank. We're right across from Bullwinkles. Uh, this one's for you, Funzie. And that weird store that sells 220 slash 240 volt electrical equipment. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what's going <laughs> but on nothing there. Nothing greater but or less. It's bad. been there since I was in college. So. <laughs> exactly. So. We're in the shadow of U.S. Bank Stadium. We are in the shadow. Sort of. of yeah. Everyone's in the shadow of yeah. U.S. Bank. Gorgeous. I, I drove by there on the way here and got kind of a I got kind of a teddy boater I want to say it was exciting. It, it does it's starting to look a little less like a salt shed no yeah. it's still terrible oh, no, it's, no I think they're having the signage up and that type now, of thing and the, yeah now it feels like capitalism at work yeah it just <laughs> now it's just remarkably ugly it's instead like, of I didn't know we got the Olympics why we want to get the Olympics just see, can't you see it Teddy Teddy throwing the ball then who Adam Thielen it's Adam happening. Thielen is he even on the team yeah he I don't know we'll see the International Kyle Olympic Rudolph. Committee and FIFA were like, good job, Vikings ownership. Job. You've done well here. You should be killing more workers, but other than yep. that, uh, you're, you're really not enough people have died from slavery, but other than that, well played. You didn't put it in a remote enough area, and people will actually show up for it as opposed to, you know, Brazil, where how many of those stadiums have already crumbled into the ground, into the jungle? All of them, I'd The say. jungle has swallowed up like eight of those stadiums that they built for the, you know, $3 billion for the World Cup last year. Yeah, well, they might use some of them for the Olympics next year. Yeah, I don't I'm know what for, that but one especially. They're gonna have that, to redo them all. That one that was like basically on the Amazon River, and it was every game was a heat warning, and they were thinking about taking water breaks and mm. stuff. That place, I think, literally that stadium has like started to disintegrate yeah. already. It's it is melting. now. It is now. It's made out of pythons right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally all python. <laughs> Which. Which stadiums are probably in worse shape, Brazil or South Africa from 2010? Oh. 
That's a, a country good. that barely has a functioning soccer league. It's a good race, boy. I can't wait for uh, I can't wait for the Olympics in uh, or the uh, yeah the Winter Games or the World Cup in uh, Russia. Yeah, that's, that's going to be, be great too. At least Russia Sochi's has already, a soccer league. Sochi's already crumbling too. Oh yeah, that was there. crumbling before it started. Yep. That's true. <laughs> it actively was crumbling by the time people got there. Look at us. We're talking niche niche sports. I know. I'm loving it. Happens. This is going well. John's we talked about soccer. John, we missed you last week. Yep. We um, and there was a um, a soccer match that happened last week, right? Yes, that's correct. That we performed poorly in as the a nation. The USA lost to Jamaica. And Teflon Jerky lost a little Teflon. Jeez. It was their first, I don't know if you know this, Dad, it was their first home loss to a Caribbean nation since 1969. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yes. I win by a half second. We're nothing if not predictable. Yep. Um, I haven't had a chance to ask you about this, but um, what does this mean for old Tef- old TJ, old Teflon Yurgi? Teflon Yurgi. Uh huh. Um, in terms of him actually getting fired, it means nothing. They're not going to fire him, but questions are being asked as well. They should because this is a guy that got hired sort of as a transformative person. He's going to transform all of U.S. soccer, which. Mostly was based on his reputation from when he coached the German national team. When he basically what he did was bring in a lot of younger players into the national team, right. deal with some losing for a year, and then they performed pretty well at the World Cup. And everyone was like, "Good job!" And they, well, they changed a little bit the way they played and introduced some different stuff at youth levels. It was so it's sort of what he was hired to do for the United States. And the problem with a guy who's hired to be transformative is there's no telling whether he's being successful or not by the results on the field. I was going to say, beyond True. the results that he had with Germany, um, he was hired to be transformative because of the way he talked about being transformative, too. Yeah. <laughs> that was one thing that I really appreciated when he first came on. His, I don't know if it was one of his first whatever. His point has always been, uh, soccer in the U.S. sucks because none of you take it seriously, yep. which I actually think is a great statement and very yeah. true. Very it's true. always been... It's always been the sport that you go to, if you don't give a shit about the, the other sports, are too too hard-nosed for you, whatever. There's different rules in every league, and they let things go and whatever. And I thought he made a great point about that. Like, do you really want to be good at soccer? Because if so, you're going to have to start from the ground up. And, yep. and I thought that made perfect sense. So I was, I was on board, as much as I could be, with not knowing a whole lot about so, soccer. I was on board. I was like, that makes perfect sense. I agree with you. It is sort of a coddled sport that people want to be good at without actually putting the effort in. I know I sound like uh, I'm channeling Clarence right now, which is kind of no, weird. No, that's but, fine. You're right. But it's, you know, that's how I felt. But, but So what you're, what you're noticing is that he has, two different, he has two different roles with U.S. soccer. Number one is what they call the technical director role, mm-hmm. which is setting the course for this is how we're going to play. This is how we're going to develop young players. This is how we're going to teach them to play. This is how we're going to do it from the youth levels on like up to the Like a curriculum almost. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's the coach of the national team, which involves picking players and getting the best out of players and all of that kind of stuff. Yep. I, I don't think that there's anybody necessarily better suited for that technical director role because we're talking about a guy who's had experience winning as a player, experience winning as a coach, although he was not successful at Bayern Munich. He's got some of that those transformative ideas, which are a very good thing for U.S. soccer. Right. U.S. soccer needs those things. But there's no real evidence that he's a decent coach, that he's good at coaching the national team. 
And you can see that by losing 2-1 to one to Jamaica at home. That kind of stuff happens when you're not a very good coach. And how much of this... It's just such an odd sport because um, I'm used to... I, I rip on... Not rip on, but I have a problem with football's small sample size of one season of 16 games. of saying sure. that's not enough to know. This is just insanely small. Like, I, I, have, I didn't watch that, that game, but isn't it possible that there was a few chances where if one guy had kicked something a little bit here or there, a little different, yeah. the, the thing could have changed. I mean, soccer's It's hard to, like, well, one game, one match, sorry. Soccer's a little weird in that it'd be like football, but if all of your touchdowns had to come from beyond the 50-yard line. Yeah. So you get all yeah. these stances, like, you got to, you're going to throw deep or you're going to run a flea flicker reverse or something, and some of them will work and some of them won't. Yeah. So you can create 25 of those chances and not score any of them, and the other team can create two of those chances and, and score, score both one, of them. Yeah. And that right. happens often. I mean, more often than not, the better team wins, and over the course of a season, the best team will usually come out on top. Right. But when we're talking about one-off games, random stuff can happen. Jamaica scores from a free kick, and they score from a random throw-in that a guy heads up and it manages to loop into the top corner of the net. These It's just random events that happen, but the U.S. misses a couple of, couple of really good chances. They screw up a couple of times while trying to create chances, and that's game. So this is more the um, sort of the camel that whatever. A straw, the straw that the, broke the camel's back is the metaphor you're going the for. The back here. that broke the camel's straw. <laughs> the camel that you put it on your back. And you're laying and on some straw, straw, but it hurts your back. It hurts your back. Because it's a camel and it's heavy. Sore back is what I'm trying to say. Um, this is just sort of a bunch of other things culminating in that, in that loss because I felt like, um, again, I don't have like a huge pulse in the soccer community, but the articles I read, I felt like this was a moment where people all of a sudden, maybe not all of a sudden, but turned on him in a way, yeah. which was surprising. Not, not that surprising because, again, I'm not like that into it, but it was a little bit surprising to me to be like, okay, now we don't like him anymore. Well, part of the problem with international soccer is there's so few meaningful tournaments that it's, imp- it's kind of hard to overreact because you, you need- just say, okay, it's just one game. It's like, okay, great, I understand it's just one game, but there's three tournaments in the next four years that matter. And now you're in danger of missing one of those tournaments because you lost this game. Right. So, I mean, you can get excited about beating Germany away or beating Mexico away, but those games don't matter. That's why we get so excited. Clarence has ridiculed me for caring about exhibition games. But the reason we care about exhibition games is because there's nothing else. They're all exhibition games. It's not like the U.S. is playing a full season and then there's this tournament at the end of the year that's like, oh, they lost that too bad. But they won their league season. So where does the Gold Cup feed into or what does that lead to? So the the winner of the... um, all of the continental championships, the CONCACAF one and the European championship. The six winners of those play in a tournament called the Confederations Cup okay. in 2017, which is the year before the World Cup in the same country the World Cup is okay. in. Okay, can the U.S. get in there? Are there they extra still can. seeds that they can sneak what, in? What CONCACAF decided was that the winner of the 2013 Gold Cup and the winner of the 2015 Gold Cup would play off, or... If it was the same team, then that team would be the representative. Okay. So they're going to play off Mexico in October. Oh. In, oh on the road in Los Angeles. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it will be a road game. It for will the be US. a road game. Yeah. And they'll probably have bottles of urine and. and you Fairly know, famously, the U.S. team got a lot them. of urine dumped on them in like 1996 Jeez. by urine? Mexican fans. Yeah. Oh, Mexican God. fans, they I don't were, know if you know this, are the worst. 
Absolutely. No shit. Ab- oh, God. Even, like, was it Charlotte they were in in Philadelphia? They made Philadelphia Eagles fans go, hey, hey, come on now. That's going on. <laughs> you're going over the line, man. If you man. see a guy in a <laughs> continental tournament that's being yeah. showered with garbage from the stands and people are pointing laser pointers at him from the stands, and he that's nails Mexico. The, and he nails the perfect uh, corner yep. kick to set up, a, you know, to lead to the tying goal in stoppage time. Yep. Who was that? That was... That was Trinidad and Tobago. That was Trinidad and Tobago. One of the wildest uh, games ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever Mexico's fans, you know, do in, in L.A. will be very interesting. I'm but curious about the process here. What, they all pissed into one bag? Yep, one giant bag. They all one just gather around. Yep, it's like We're a, doing like a, a 70-person sword fight. 65,000 Mexican fans all pissing yeah, into one bag. <laughs> so whatever you do, don't tell Stu. Hey guys, how's well, that going? must Hi, be. Um, so all of so the the reputation of soccer hooligans or whatever is all of that coming from from Mexico, from Mexico, no, South America. The that picture you have of soccer hooligans is mostly based on English soccer from the nineteen eighties. Yeah. Okay, because I, I maybe have mentioned this too many times, but I went to a game, the Arsenal game, and yep. it wasn't that at all. So no, I was, we, I was very. Those days are over now. Yeah. It's just it's just over in general. You know, like the NFL in about the, you know, the 70s, the 80s, whenever, I guess the better com- comparison would be like the NHL in like the 70s and the oh, 80s. Oh, when, when it's just when guys working, like go into the working class yeah. dudes from East St. Paul who are just in screaming swear words at the coaches Lay and stuff. Lay on the ice like a Drunk broad. as hell. Basically, it was that right. crowd. Yeah. And I mean, the same is sort of true of the NFL. It was like. Hardcore fans for a long time, mm-hmm. and now it's like families. And now the and NHL like has priced people. out that crowd. Yep, exactly. as, as the, the English Premier League priced out that crowd too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's a much more corporate atmosphere. The you know, they all know the songs and chants. Yeah, but they're, I mean, that's like knowing the school song in a Gophers game. Yeah. We all lament, like, the NHL in particular, people talk about all the time. Oh, you priced out the whatever. But I went to those games when those people weren't priced out yet. Yep. It was fucking horrifying. Like, I maybe I've talked about it, but I, well, when like I went to a, a game game. and I was like yeah, eight or nine years old, um, and I, I don't remember this very much, and again, if I've talked about it before, it's sorry about that, but um, there was like a brawl in the stands at a North Stars game, of course, Yeah. and yeah. some dude chucked an entire beer, like a full beer, at another guy and got kicked out, and his kid was still... <laughs> It's like an eight or nine, like a kid my age was still just sitting in the stands watching his dad get pulled away by the usher, and then they had to like come down and grab him ten minutes later. And the poor kid was like, "It's like I'm sorry you got priced out, uh, Daryl from Coon Rapids. Like you probably <laughs> should be priced out." Tom Hansen from from Blaine. Tom yeah. Hansen from Anoka. Tom Hansen still sour about that. Go yeah. watch the game at the on TV at the VFW. Yeah, like, exactly. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, some ways I'm like, oh, that is a bummer. If, if for you know whatever, but I'm also like, well. It's kind of cool that you can go there and not be worried that you're going to get an yeah, entire beer true. thrown on you. And yeah. that, speaking of, you know, the transition to the U.S. Bank Stadium, how much is that going to change the crowd over there? Because those tickets are not going to be cheap. However, they, yeah, but the tickets weren't cheap before, and you still got. They those just people. don't pay child support, and they pay, they go <laughs> to the game. That's all they do, and then you know they <laughs> go to jail. Evasion. They go to jail in the off season, and then they're right back on September one. I mean, that's gotta get ready works. for the season, bro. Exactly. Such a narc. To, tra- yeah, that's true. to transition to the Vikings, I have a confession. The Vikings are terrible in many ways. They've stolen a lot of public money to build the stadium. Their fans are rubes. Mm -hmm. The the NFL is awful as a league. Pretty much, yeah. Why am I so excited for the Vikings season to start? Oh, because you're John Marthaler? 
Yes. And you're the most why. excited slash pessimistic person in the whole world. So yes. you are just like a manic depressive sports it's, fan. So right now you're just you manic need your as fix, hell. Baby. You need oh, your fix. Oh, shit. This is going to be amazing. I told and you then, the first taste was free, but the next one was going to cost you. And it's been that way for 34 years. You'll be owing 16 next week. <laughs> The other, the other week I was talking to my Brandon wife. Fusco will hashtag his ankle like fuck this. <laughs> it's all over. I was talking to my wife. Hashtag my wife. Sure. And I was I mentioned in passing like, well, we can't schedule anything on Sundays this fall because those are Vikings games. She said, wait, you want to watch all the Vikings games? I said, yeah. She said, why? You hate the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, yeah. It's a love hate relationship. It's, yeah. it's the we're we're. The exact same as I don't know if your wife is is one your of them, but uh, your wife uh, will watch the Bachelor, Real Housewives, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purely to hate on it. There's no like, oh, I'm actually watch. enjoying this. If you ask your wife yeah. what's going on for her during one of those, she'd be like, oh, this stupid bitch was talking about that stupid bitch, and this, you know, whatever. Like they are watching it to hate watch it. It's our it's exact like, sports. It's like how I listen to Barrero when I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's all hate listening at this Only point. to have something to complain about. And it's, <laughs> there's there's a value to that. Lisa's, there is. Lisa's it just depends piece. on whose ox is being gored, Brandon. <laughs> Lisa is an accountant, so her version of that is to watch House Hunters on HGTV and yell at people and for going House over Hunters their budget. House Hunters International. Both. Okay. Anybody goes over their budget, she's just screaming at the television. Oh, my God. No! idiot. You idiot! <laughs> So well, that sounds fun. I want to come over to your house and watch that with her sometime. What is you the show it. that She's they, uh, is it Property Brothers? Where they're Pro like, uh, Oh, Pro the Bros? Two, when yeah. they're like, Aching oh, we want to be in the city and have seven bedrooms and our budget is 250000 And then they bring into that and yeah, they're like, like, oh, it's it $1.6 million. Yeah. You see it like, oh. oh, no, you're going to seriously think that this is in I your price range? I love that moment. I love that moment. Yeah, of that it's $50 million, dollars, you fucking idiot. <laughs> of course you can't afford this. Let's go to commercial. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. We're in a double-wide trailer. I know. Out of town. We need to bring all back trading Pro places. Or trading spaces, wherever that show was. We'd we all miss Paige from Trading Spaces. Genevieve. Just, yeah. Paige and Genevieve, yeah. Yep. John, I know this isn't the Vikings preview because yeah. we didn't start out with Bill Withers. We're not a camp, for one. We're not on the perch. We're not a camp. But honestly, are you excited about this team? <laughs> I'm not excited about the team so much. You're as excited about football? I'm just excited about football. And I don't know why. Yeah. I don't have a good explanation. Because it hasn't been on for six months. I know yeah, why. I think that is. And the, we talk about this all the time. You think that everything that was good last year will be good. <laughs> yep. And everything that was, was bad, bad last year will get better. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly what I think. That's and what that's we always think. That's a pretty fucking good team right there. That's going to be awesome. You're making fun of me, but you're thinking the same thing about the Timberwolves this year. You're we'll like, continue to develop the year yeah. that Ricky... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Ruby Hulk and shoot. <laughs> Every year I get sucked in by that. You know, been shooting a lot, guys. You know, studies will tell you the second year of having a shooting coach is really where <laughs> you see the, the dividend. That's the big year. <laughs> that's where you it pays dividends. you get two off-seasons under your belt. Yeah. There are people talking about uh, this shooting coach that they had of, like, the results weren't there for really any of the players, but he should probably come back next year because you could see that one game in January, Ricky was four for six in the first half, and then he ended up four for 14, so don't worry about it. But yeah, four for six, that's where the results happen. Results were there. Uh, We just want to believe. I think I just want to watch football, and I don't know why. Because you like football. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm trying to figure be. out a way that I can watch Teddy Bridgewater and then turn away when Peterson gets the ball. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a, that's my dilemma for September. It's like I don't, I don't, I don't want to do anything that supports Adrian Peterson. We are part of a fan base that supports Adrian Peterson just by having this conversation. Exactly. We are part of the Adrian Peterson apologist group. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, if there was a if there was a petition that was sent out that said if X amount of people or X percentage of fans sign this, he'd be off the team. I'd sign it. I would too. I'd Same sign here, it to course. get him off the team. Fuck yeah. Get off the team. But and now the results are the in team, and 3% of, percent of the people right. voted for this. Yeah, exactly. It was three. And we're counting all the abstentions. Three no votes. <laughs> yep. Three goddamn people voted against. But the mental the gymnastics. the addresses of the people who voted against it so you can... <laughs> Go the purge on them and just kill all of their families. We'd be dead within the week. Yep. Oh, yeah. Larry Spooner would show up in his camo shorts and his <laughs> Ron Yeri game-worn and <laughs> with, a pow- with a power drill and one thing on his mind. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the Vikings, and then he'd kill us. But, yep. You know. Then he'd burn our bodies. Yep. I just don't think the mental gymnastics of rooting against Adrian Peterson while rooting for the Vikings is a is is a possibility. No, you just have I to hate him and I it. want it worse bad things for him, but on the field I just been, want the Vikings to win. There've been awful know. people on this team before that you've rooted for. You've rooted for Fred Smoot. Yeah. You, know, you rooted for Bryant McKinney. Jared you Allen. Ro- you rooted for Jared <laughs> Allen. Chris Cluey. Oh wait. Oh wait a minute. We like Cluey, don't we? we? Like, yeah, yeah, yes, we, we do. do. I think we do, yeah, yes. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Keith Millard. I didn't like his book very much, but he I seems like it. a nice guy. I haven't what read What was it. his book about? It was a collection Anything. of essays. So it was sort of like, you know how you tell a ninth grader that he's smart, and then he writes a bunch of essays? It read a little bit like that. He seems to be a thesaurus humper. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not a bad writer. but No, he's good, but he's he just like, is so obsessed with his, his yeah. thesaurus. The Thorath. Like is that how you pronounce it? The Thorath. He's like a guy like J- David J- David J. Roth from the Twitter and the internet, who's a fantastic writer. Oh my god! But but, but, but can edit uh, himself, whereas Chris can edit himself. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He's got some great words that he uses, uh, and he uses them perfectly, like he's just a sharpshooter. And uh, but Cluey doesn't quite have that restraint or that editor or an editor outside of him who will. It's true. Tamp you have to pick and choose those bigger words, those yeah. ones that are going to stop you in the sentence. Exactly. Cluey is, I just feel like I have to read every one of his sentences twice to be like, yeah. wait, what now? Yeah. Where did you? Because he's just in love with four-syllable yes. words. But we That's still my like thoughts Cluey, on Chris Cluey. Yeah, but we still like Cluey. Still yeah. on our side. Yes. Still love him. He's our guy. He'll never be on the show, but he's our guy. He's smarter than most Dominicans. Let's... <laughs> Let's give him that much. <laughs> Thank so you, sir. You get a Fox so contract. <laughs> oh, did you see the real estate article that the Los Angeles Times yes. put out this weekend about no. Coward's? Cl- he had to uh, sell one of his homes at a loss. Oh, a hundred thousand dollar loss. 
But that was his Florida home, not his Los Angeles home, or vice versa. No, that was his Connecticut home. Oh, his Connecticut home. I'm sorry. Because he's getting the hell out of Bristol. Yeah, he's getting out of Bristol and moving to Los Angeles for that Fox Sports gig. So, Ooh. And I, but he's I, got a gig in Florida. He's got a, yeah, he's got a house so in Florida. Is yeah. he hosting the best damn sports show, period? Him and Chris Rose, yeah. <laughs> is that what he's doing now? <laughs> and Bert, and uh, Dick Rock Kittle. I have no idea what he's doing. Dick Brammer won't say it on the air. Yeah. He won't. The best damn sports I love that. The best, story. best one of the best sports show, ever. period. Or he would always hand that off to, to Bert. Bert would read that card. Bert the best fucking sports show. No, Bert. No, no, no. No. Uh, that's not what no, it's no. called. You can't say that. And don't fart while you say it, please. <laughs> the best cock-sucking motherfucking. <laughs> Is it well known that those two hate each other? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think, I think everyone knows it. Yep. It's pretty hard to miss. <laughs> well, it's like it's like a, they're just staying together for the kids yep, at this point. Absolutely, because <laughs> they're both like making you know very very good money. If I had to imagine doing that job, and they're just they're Dick I and just Bert. Don't get it. It sounds weird when it's like Dick and Roy or Bert and whoever the hell is in there. When Bert, I just want Dick misses like two games a year. And Bert and Chris Ab- Chris Bert, Atterbury, Chris, who's actually good at his job. I like Chris yeah, Atterbury. I, I like love him. Atterbury. Yeah, yeah. he even, should. Uh, Greg Abelchere are both. I think really good. Provis yep. is great. I think both yep. those the radio. Guys are I mean, even. He, Provis is so good, I don't mind Dan Gladden. That's how good Provis That's is. Yeah, I and mean, you have to be real good not to yeah, exactly. mind Dan Gladden. Today, I listened to part My of the game on the radio. MyPillow.com. And Gladden, <laughs> Gladden informed his, the listeners that uh, Miguel Cabrera is a big offensive player in that Tigers offense. Okay. Oh, you know, thanks. I, was, thanks, I, Dan. I was driving last week, and I was listening to the Twins game in the afternoon. And he, Dan Gladden is still doing the thing where something exciting happens and he just stops talking rather than continuing to describe uh, the action. You were on the radio, Dan. We do not know what's happening he learned unless that. you and tell us. John Gordon. You hear the John Gordon. Too. Hey. It was the worst. Uh. Uh, to left field, silence. Yeah. What's happening? Is it down? Is it in left field? Was yep. it cut off? At the, oh, I'm so... There's kids who grew up thinking John Gordon was good. Donnelly and I are old enough to remember that he was Herb. bad when he started, he was and he never got better. He was terrible when he started. <laughs> and he's never got better. Yeah, oh, but us kids, who, us kids who grew up in the John Gordon era also got Herb Carneal in the middle innings. Well, that's like, true. Like, hi, I'm Herb Carneal. And then it was just happiness. Yeah, Herb like, was This great. sounds right. This sounds like what it should sound I would sound listen like. to Mike Max do tongue twisters before I listen <laughs> to John Gordon do another she baseball shall, game. She shells. Down by the, down by the seashore. I heard hey, Mike Max. I heard the Lou Nanny... Mercedes C Class. Uh, it's not the best. commercial the other day. This was just the happiest commercial in the world. It's not nice uh. to talk about Louis Lift. God. Oh, God. It's the worst. Well, he's the one that said yes to the Mercedes C Class ad. <laughs> like, it's yeah. his own Just damn fault. Two drunk ad executives. Like, who should we get to do? Right, let's get Lou Nanny. No way yeah. he says yes to this. <laughs> no he way. said yes. Oh. He's going to do it. Oh, Sylvester the Cat turned us down. Let's go with Lou Nanny. Is that like Clem Haskins doing the Red Wing Shoes ads where he doesn't say the S's at the end of words? Was that really the way he <laughs> talks? Yes. 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 Circle Pine. Coon yeah. Rapid. Coon Rapid. But then Red Wing the, Shoe. And then he'd throw in the random S where it didn't belong. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Invergrove Height and Mendoza's Height. <laughs> now I'm just channeling the rookie. I'll stop right now. That's rookie. That's rookie's bit. Sorry, Matt Mikulski. Um No, back to Twins broadcast team. Uh, some people just want to watch the world burn. Yes. And for me, my dream TV team would just be Tom Kelly by himself yep. doing, doing the Vince Scully thing. <laughs> just give TK the booth and just let him go. Just getting so, drunker and oh drunker. Oh, my God, would that be great. I mean, I mean, well, with TK, though, there would be the concern that he just look at the racing form for yeah. the first, like, three days. <laughs> That's what I like in the sixth no, race on Sunday. Game, I don't really yeah. need to hear anyone yeah. talking. I understand what's going on mm. when I'm watching it, generally. So, you know. There's nothing better than up. the old days and... 
Dark Star is dead and gone, and rest in peace, Dark Star. But there's nothing better when <laughs> it would be about 9.45, and Dark, who had had a few beers already on the air, mm-hmm. would call up Tom Kelly, and they'd talk about horse racing. Both of them about too, right? six beers deep. Uh, oh, yeah. That was tremendous radio. It uh, sort of makes me sad that I... Uh, fought through like an hour of traffic to get here because I was desperate to do a podcast and we work really hard at this and then here are these, these guys just on the radio like, fuck it, let's just talk about the horses. <laughs> like, well, good for you. I'm I was going to say we don't work really hard at this, slot. but we brought four microphones. Yes. Traffic no. sucked. We had traffic emails did. back and forth. That work. Oh, um, if, if you're, um, you actually might be listening to this right now because you were able to download it because you're still in traffic. A 94 between Maple Grove and Albertville. Yeah. Because the traffic buckled in Albert, or the, the uh, road buckled westbound 94 really? in Albertville. Oh, There's a construction no. thing going on there. Westbound. It was a single lane between Rogers and oh. Albertville at 4.30 in the afternoon going west. Oh, so no. how are you getting home? 10. I'm taking Highway 10, yeah. Helicopter? But I mean, people, oh, it's, I, I, I felt so, it was, it was um, at a stop and go all the way by Maple Grove Parkway. Yeah. That road doesn't work anyway. Exactly. Never mind I mean, if it's down it's, to one lane. I mean, when it's that bad, that's like a Friday during like you know cabin season. Yeah. Uh, and it was the road I, I just, buckled like a sinkhole. Yeah. Big old pothole. Woo. I mean, it was so freaking like road blow. American infrastructure. Road blow. Road blow is what they call us. We know it's a funny we, word. You know who to call. Um, let's see. Who do you call? Go for state one call. Yeah. Go for state one call. Uh, okay. Are they paying us for that? No, I don't know. Can we? I'm not sure that exists anymore. You guys do need a sponsor, don't you? Let's just send them an invite. John and I were talking about that poor recording started. It's like, we should get a sponsor. We really should get. We've done 120 episodes now. Too bad Tom Shane has too many. He has all these sports radio sponsors. Yeah. He's probably spread too thin. I've, uh, and Continental Diamond is with the fan. So I work. Who's the Jacory Diamond people? Who is that? Who are those? Is that Continental? No. No, that's a whole different one. Yeah, it is. I don't know. We need a Diamond Company sponsor. Yeah. I work in advertising, so yeah. I know uh, Why how much company this would sponsor cost. Us? Ooh, I've run the CPM numbers, job. and somebody could sponsor this podcast for an entire year for like twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're influencers. Yeah. You got to yeah. pay for the influencers. We're thoughtfluencers. We're stamps.com. <laughs> Never mind. Double it. Twenty-four dollars. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-four dollars for the whole year. The entire year. That Just would put pay that anywhere, for ten percent of our. The, how will we get the operating st- expenses? You guys got to get the stink dick guy to sponsor yeah, yeah. you. Stink Paul. That guy yeah. is happy making two to three million dollars. I'm not going to ask oh, that Logan was Paul. The best. To... I could probably live on two to three million dollars mm-hmm. as he swipes his French fries through ketchup. That yeah. was he, so he could well. Give right. us a hundred bucks an episode. <laughs> that what was do you think? Brilliant. Oh, Brandon, you goodness. probably know him. Give him a call. I'm not going to call Logan Paul about about this. I don't. Oh, you know, he'll take a, a, he'll take an actual phone call. Yeah, that's right. It's a church and state sort of deal. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I would. John, do you have any stories from the Great Baseball Road Trip? That's right. Uh, the Great Baseball Road Trip happened. Um, it's it happened so long ago now that I'm trying. I'm struggling to remember. I think Mike well, we Rand was part of it. On it. Yep. This is great radio. It was Perhaps Rocket. Rocket. Yeah, this is great. Just sit. I, I really. I'm glad that Taco, I mentioned that. We should mention it. And the Crentist. I don't want that. Not the <laughs> dentist, but the Crentist. The Crentist. Yes. Who's They're not coincidentally that shoots. Uh, endangered species on his own time, but yeah. not lions. But not lions. There, we're, that's, we're not talking about yep. it anymore. Though. Jaguars only. Yes. There were five of us on the road trip: me and Mike Rand and Rocket, who's been on our podcast. Yes. Who is a filthy-mouthed human being? Yes. The yeah. hairiest human being. Yeah. But he's delighted. The weird thing is with Rocket is he's so off-putting in person, and yet when he turns on the charm, you're like, I would vote for that man. I would vote for that man for president. 
Yeah, He's a very the whole person. The whole time I uh, I've hung out with him like three times, and I just mentally am going, he doesn't really hate me. He doesn't really hate me. Yep. He doesn't. He's not really that. He's a very friendly person. Very nice person. Does he say horrible things about Michael Rand's mom when the microphone all. is off? That's pretty much yes. all the road yeah. trip is. Okay. And due That's to, very off-putting. Due that to a deal woman. with the devil that I made during the NHL playoffs a couple <laughs> years ago, I only get two mom jokes a day during the road trip, oh. which puts me at a very large disadvantage. <laughs> so... That that's a big part of the road trip is saying horrible things. And this is just called road mothers. trip now because it's the tradition because it's not a road trip anymore, right? You flew this year. We flew and then road trip. So I still think it we flew count. to Chicago and then we went to a White Sox game in the afternoon that day, a Kane County Cougars game that night. I've been which there, which is in Kane County, Illinois. Yep. The next day we got up and drove to South Bend and played golf along the way in South Bend. And went to a game in South Bend that night. And by the way, South Bend is a remarkable crap hole. I don't know if you guys knew this. <laughs> no. I've heard it's one of the worst. It's, I imagine that it was basically the entire, the Notre Dame campus in town form. Like, I didn't realize it was a larger town than just a home for the Notre Dame campus. It's I like Green Bay sort of, right? Exactly. I assumed it was basically just rolling fields and... Oh, it's an armpit. Ivy-covered, you know, yeah, it's brick an buildings. But as it turns out, it was Rudy's a former home around yep. an old yeah. Studebaker factory, which obviously closed down half a century ago now. But all of this stuff was built to support this company town, and the company went away, and now it's like Detroit. It's just... If you drive by the Notre Dame campus on the east side... You look out the right window, and there's Notre Dame, and it's beautiful, and there's new stuff. I mean, everything is new, and there's priests polishing every surface. Yep. And you look out polishing to the left. Polishing every knob of a young boy on the corner. Hi-yo. <laughs> there we go. You look out to the left. Someone had to do it. And it's abandoned houses and, like, dirt roads. Blight. It's just See the awful. Blight? It's an awful town. Yeah. Huh. I was shocked by the state of South Bend, Indiana. I knew that it wasn't great, but I am surprised that it was that yeah. bad. It was just terrible. I mean, most of the time in South Bend was driving around South Bend going, this is, this is, ter- this is, I don't want to be here. Is it, <laughs> Let's it, not drive it, through isn't here. Isn't it tonight. reasonably close to Gary, which is, just is one of the worst cities in America? Yes. yes. Gary has more problems than most of America put together. I feel like For Gary and reason. Flint are kind of known as the two right like now. Industrial, former light. industrial powerhouses that yeah. have just fallen apart, and there's nothing there to pick it back up. You can just buy acres and acres for a, a penny. It's like it's yours. Like 20 bucks, take but it. you're probably going to get stabbed yeah. if you stay there for one night. So. But you got some land for you a few minutes. Land. You're a landowner. But their ballpark yeah. was fine. Their ballpark is nice. Wind up. Yeah. I think is that it was, affiliated? It is a Cubs affiliate. Yeah, the South right. Bend Cubs. Yep. It was. I think that was the best park slash game experience we had. Maybe Kane County. I like Kane County an awful lot. Yeah. To the point, <laughs> I tweeted something about the Saints losing their soul. Because Kane County, it's like... They, there's trees beyond the fence and stuff, and it just feels like an overgrown Legion ball Wait, game. Wait, there's trees by the fence? How do the batters see the ball? Uh, it seems <laughs> like know. that would be like it out either. a death wish. They weren't pine trees. Maybe that was the secret. Oh, okay. Anyway. Where is Kane County? It's west of Chicago. Yeah. So what city? It's about uh, Geneva, I think. I want to say Geneva. Yeah, it's near Naperville. Right? Maybe. Sure. Near the Dells, I think, right? So, so that was fun, and... <laughs> I tweeted something about the St. Paul Saints losing their soul, and they tweeted back something angry. <laughs> I didn't even hashtag you. Like, yeah, hey. they were they were like, we didn't lose our soul, and they p- tweeted a picture of a pig. The Saints did. Yeah, 
Friend okay. of uh, friend of Scott Bush probably was not happy. Yeah, Scott about Bush apparently is not, not happy with me. Well, you know, you, him and Bob Collins hate your guts, but that's okay. Bob We're Collins used to making enemies here on the sport of podcast. Uh, no, Bob just doesn't like John. Bob oh, hates me. Really? He hates me personally. Why? I'm not sure. I didn't he, do anything to Bob he, Collins. Uh, he and Bob do not disagree on soccer in any way. Oh, shape, or Bob form. doesn't like soccer. Bob doesn't like me. All I know is that Bob doesn't like me. Okay. Well, which I don't discourage. No. But, you know, it's it's fun, but. Bob has a bit of a a bit of a rocket thing going on where he he seems a little bit cranky most of the time. Yeah, I've never actually met him, but Tone I know wise, he hates me. He, he's, he's online. A, he's, he's a, a classic curmudgeon. I've yeah. noticed that on Twitter. That's all the only. I've never met him in person. Yeah. So then after South Bend, it was a du- doubleheader in Toledo. Yep. Mostly highlighted by Bug Alexi Casilla playing for Toledo. Oh God, that'd be great. That was exciting. Also, a guy named Mike Hessman who I'd never heard of before because he's had like 230 at bats in the major leagues. But he's 37 years old, still Ooh. playing AAA baseball. He's one of, I think, seven guys who have hit 400 or more minor league home runs. So he's Crash Davis. <laughs> he is Crash. I mean, he's literally Crash Davis. And yeah. every other one of those guys is, like, either in the Mexican League or hit them before World War II. Right. Yeah. So this guy's hung around for, like, 18 years. It just it was fascinating to watch this old guy among all of these other guys who... The thing about AAA baseball, it's kind of actually depressing is oh, yeah. everybody on the field just has this get me out of here kind yes, of attitude. No one wants to be in AAA. It's just like a 95 it's like a practice at 95% speed. Really? Like I know I know I got to do well so I get called up, but we just got to get through this cuz this mm-hmm. is I am not where I want to be right now. Well, AAA used to be guys on the way up. Now it's guys on the way down. Most, Guy, you know, most organizations skip their top prospects over AAA entirely. So it's guys like Alexi Casilla or Brennan Brennan, Brennan Bosch or Brennan Besh, Brennan Bosch who there, played yeah, for the Tigers yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. years ago. He, yeah. was, he played in that game, and uh, there's a couple other guys you'd heard from the majors and stuff. So just the presence Brennan of a Harris. guy who clearly did want to be there was kind of... Hessman did want to be there? Well, I mean, he's, he's 37. He's still playing AAA baseball. Of course he wants to I'd play. have to say, he probably I mean, did want to be there. He's making more money than you are playing baseball, so you might yeah. as well do that. You son but of a bitch. But you're making more money than he is. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well, right. I mean, I'd still play if I could make money, but you know, yeah. I can't, so I won't. I never could. Yeah, I never know if I should feel bad for guys like that or be like, hey, man, they're living the dream. I mean, you're making more money than him overall, I'm assuming, but he's making more money playing baseball than you are. Right. So he probably has six months in the offseason to, I don't know, sell tires or something to try and catch up to the rest of the world. Right. But, you know, for six months a year, he's putting on a jock and cup and cleats and running out on the ballpark. I I feel bad for the guy who got hurt and thus his career ended that way. I don't know if I feel bad for the guy who's clearly doing exactly what he wants to do every day. Right. Yeah, I don't think we think baseball. enough about the, the uh, yep. <clears throat> obviously getting called up to the majors is a big thing, like mentally and goal wise. But financially, it's the most unbelievable thing ever for these oh, guys. For sure. So, yeah. I mean, what the uh, you get paid on scale, right? For a rookie contract, let's say it's three hundred and let's say it's two thousand dollars per game or whatever, right? Yeah. Just on yeah, average, yeah. one sixty. These guys are in the minors are making that per month, right? So you get right. called up for four days, you get $8,000, and you're the poorest person in the whole world. Uh, I just remember talking, I don't, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to name drop, but I remember no, talking to my friend drop. Pat. Who, uh, yeah. Ding, your yeah. friend Pat. Yeah. Um, uh, when he got called up in 2006, of just, and we didn't talk about money that much, but he was just like, wow, it's amazing I get paid a rookie scale. That's so cool. And I, I just, on my own, started doing a little bit of research of, like, this is just the biggest windfall ever for these guys. 
And that's only just getting called up for three, four days. But if you get called up for two weeks or in September or whatever, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, if you're just like a prospect making his way, you're getting paid less than minimum wage to play baseball. And it's the first thing I think about when somebody gets like, uh, ho- uh, uh, what was his name? Jorge Polanco. Polanco got called yes. up. That was the first thing I thought about was like, dude, that guy's so lucky. That's amazing that he's getting, he's finally getting paid for all that shitty yeah. Bus overnight, like I've been on those buses. It's fucking brutal. It's awful. So like, you know. Did hopefully you play goes, minor league baseball? No, but I've been on the buses with teammates for oh. down to Georgia, Driving down to from Tennessee, Duluth and to whatever. Yeah, Georgia, it's just Duluth, fucking, to Duluth. Yeah, to Duluth. You taking the, the bus to St. Cloud? Well played, Patrick. Bus well played. Friday? No. Driving? No, I'm not going. Where are you not going? <sighs> um, the Minnetonka Millers. Are going up to play in St. Cloud on Friday. Unfortunately, this is a. You guys are. Are you, dads. Bre- are you breaking news on the podcast right now? No. Okay. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, I'm breaking news. Oh, yeah. Here's the here's the news that I'm breaking. Uh, my mom is out of town, and my Party? wife is going to be out of town. Party. So I am alone oh, with sorry, two, two kids. kids. Oh boy. I was leading up to like a beer and bus. You guys house. are dads. You understand? Like, yeah. yes. Oh yeah. It, my my boys like me a lot. Yes. We get along great, mm-hmm. but there's a time when they need mom around or they need uh, somebody else to help yeah. and not just fucking dad who's going to be like right. just bagel bites for every meal or whatever the hell I'm going to be feeding these guys. Jones is probably yeah. old enough to enjoy that, prob- right? That part, but yeah. Fitz, yeah Fitz but Jones is old enough to want to be uh, uh, entertained. And I'm gonna be yeah. like, dude, I got we got yeah. Fitz here who can't really go out and go, we can't go to the beach like he wants to go right, or the right. park or whatever. So anyway, that's happening Thursday and Friday. So wow, yeah. So you're not going to St. Cloud. Sorry, man. Was there any thought at all to just dropping I'll the kids at Stu's house and going anyway? What do you think? No, not ever. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that that amount of thought. There was those three seconds. I thought it was going to work out. I right perked there. up and went, "Really? No, no, no." Randy won't phase. be around. So I'll be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of dads this weekend. A lot of yeah. solo dadding. It's well, it's uh, I've been alone. My Danielle's been gone for like three, four days at a time. It's always been fine, but I've always had some sort of somebody to. So my friends are going to be gone because they all play baseball for the Millers. They'll all be gone Friday night, and her family's out of town with her. So it's just like a little bit of an island. <laughs> it's surprising how uh, stressed I am. About I actually this. feel bad for you, and I'm out of town this weekend too. Or I would come over to your house and be yeah. like, "Listen, so am I. I'm going to help out here too. I'm going to be in your college. Every town. goddamn person in the state is out of town. Is that is down that this happening? Weekend. Yeah, Mandy. Yeah, there's so the Twin Cities Half Marathon. So Mandy's running that on Saturday morning, and the Twin Cities Half Marathon. Twin Cities. It's like the big prep one for the ah, big marathon. Cool. So yeah. It's, what about Clarence? I mean, he's got Clarence like 14 make kids. He won't notice too more. I'm going to give him a call. Yep. <laughs> Need him at House of Coats. Can you? If. <laughs> I've got a Wiener. recorder that can record a phone call. So if you do call Clarence and ask him to take your kids, please record it. I should. Because yeah. I would love to hear this. I'd just be very serious about it. No, just I really hear need you. The yeah. absolute over silence. On, over under on F-bombs. Do you, do you mind taking my kids this weekend? Just silence for 20 seconds. Are we've you serious? Heard, we've all heard that Clarence sigh. It just yeah. like, <gasps> <sighs> it just takes him forever. Uh, Patrick, you're gonna be in Duluth. Yeah, nice. End up Duluth? with my wife. Uh, it's oh. our anniversary, so oh, nice. Uh, we've got no how many kids. years? Uh, Twenty-three. It's holy be. shit! Yeah, Congratulations. No. Duluth is Thanks. a traditional twenty-third anniversary. Got married when I was yeah. six. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so um, 
Yeah, we tired of hearing these. We're kind of old for New Orleans at Vickers, so we got we got a nice suite at Vickers to chill out and kind of relax for Friday, Saturday night. It's a great two night town. Yes, it is. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know if I'd want to live there. I always thought, you know, I would probably get bored with it eventually, but yeah. I love visiting. Love yep. visiting. Yep. Yeah, I, I didn't like living there, but I do love going back up there. It's because when you're living there, you have to do all the stuff that we all do every day. When you're just visiting, it's like you're on vacation. Mm-hmm. I mean, vacationing everywhere, anywhere is awesome. Right. So, of course, it's great. Well, hey, yeah, well it's sure. perfect because and Butterfield like, Odin's kind of boring. That's not Butterfield oh, and Odin is not. Mount Lake is good, though. <laughs> I could probably chill in Butterfield and Odin for a couple days. Duluth is a town, though, that it's got, like, five good restaurants. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, do those in those two days, and you're you're done. Right, you're right. ready to go. You know, they've got the tap room at Fickers, and they've got the new stuff down on the lake walk. you got the Iron Works. you yeah, got Duluth got, Grill. you got everything on Canal Park. you got the Vicray Distillery. I'm going to check that place out. you got Castle oh, right. Danger up in the yeah, uh, I hear out Clarence of town. Likes that Danger. Place. I call it Danger. Danger. Yep. It's really I don't dangerous. know if I told you last time... We were in Duluth. We walked into Grandma Sports Garden, which is like yeah. the... Mm-hmm. We're like, all right, we're old, but... Yeah. Um, is it still... So, is it Bro Central? Yeah, yeah. but um, a bunch... So we were with like three couples, and of the six of us, four of us went to Duluth. So we're like, we got to go just for nostalgic purposes. We got to go in. We walked in, and Johnny Holmband was oh like God. just <laughs> setting <laughs> up. <laughs> so we're, we're feeling old walking oh, in, right? Man. Waiting in line with kids. And we walk in, and we're like, oh, my God. Now I feel even more old that this... Band from our youth was they playing. couldn't get the hoop snakes. They're like, all right, all right, all right. Let's uh, let's sh- just quick short beer and then we're gonna move on. And it's like ten thirty. Cut to two a.m. Yep. Oh, yeah, we're just yeah, fucking so drenched in you sweat. Were there, arms around row, each other, just yeah. singing along to the Johnny Holt. Oh, yeah, man. every stupid song, Pat Benatar and whatever the fuck every else. Every other, play every person from outstate Minnesota is like, yep. I know. Yep, been yeah. there. I know how that goes. I mean, it just sucks you in. Cover bands, man. I mean, you can't. You try to stay away from them. You try to like rise above it, but they're the greatest. I believe that Hairball is like the number one act ever in Duluth. Like the best song sure. in St. Cloud. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. St. Cloud. Right. And every yeah. town in Minnesota. Probably. Except, Except maybe yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Can I share possibly inaccurate information? Yep. <laughs> uh... Did you mean to ask that on episode one? Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, Stu. I'm going to need at least two sources for you to get this. To book them, you, you've got to guarantee, you know, thousands of dollars to book them for your crappy, you know, ice skating rink or, you know, <laughs> bar or street dance. Like, I mean, like, they make, they probably make better money than bands that are signed to major labels. Oh, right sure. Now. now, that's the way the music industry is now after it completely collapsed. They make right. crazy good money. Yeah. And I know I have a friend of a friend who plays in, like, an 80s cover band that's open for them a couple of times. And that's, that's my source for this. And it's, it's a good living. I mean, it's, it beats, like, actually working. You're just playing, you know, the same metal riffs over and over and putting on costumes with, like, a smoke show and flames. And, yep. But, yeah, so that's – anyway, that's my hairball story. It wasn't interesting or fun, but – they make have, good money from what it. I've been told. Have you seen our uh, good friend uh, Jake Nyberg playing the Weezer cover band? I have not seen Pleaser, no. Yeah, no. I've not seen it yet either. Um, All right, I want to go back to the road trip for one sec. Okay. To tell you, the, be- the, the major development this year on the Great Baseball Road Trip was we rented, you know, your classic Dodge Caravan from 2014 or whatever, uh-huh. but it had a TV in the back, and 
early on the first day, we, we had some breakfast. We'd all flown in at like 9 a.m. We had some breakfast someplace in Chicago. We're killing some time until the White Sox game started. So we're walking up and down the street, and we come to this record store, or what we thought was a record store. So we're like, eh, forget it. We'll go in there. Turns out it's old, old DVDs. Old records, old tapes, old everything, but so crucially, it was a sale. Yeah. video games. Crucially, old video games. Yeah. And so, pretty much, we all rushed back to the van, discovered that we could, in fact, hook up a red, yellow, white connection in the back. Went back, bought a PlayStation, an original PlayStation, oh, and NCAA Football '99, and Gran Turismo. And it made the driving shut up. a thousand times better. You played video games and just played in video a games. fucking van yeah. while. Driving Better to a yet, baseball old game. Video games. The, the best part was the next day. In Why South, would I wouldn't even go into these games? Yeah, that's we did have that problem. We were like, well, we could get there on time, or we could finish our NCAA football '99 tournament. I mean, I mm. haven't um, played video games in a long time, but I do think that if I well, you're an adult. So. Yeah. Right. Sorry. So the next day we were in South Bend and specifically looked up another old video game store yeah. so we could go buy a Sega yeah. Genesis and play NHL 94. It cost you like $12 for the entire thing, yeah, right, or something. The Sega Genesis was probably $20 and yeah. the game was $6. Best money anybody ever spent. Just delightful. Let me ask you, if you were able to have your dream scenario where you walked into the uh, GameStop or whatever it is, the or the garage sale... And you got to pick out your console and your game. What would it be? I think it would be Sega Genesis and NHL 94. I don't think video gaming gets better than that. That's uh, an amazing answer. Yeah. NHL 94 was is fucking there, awesome. Is there a different answer to that? Well, I mean, I think there are valid... I have a fact about NHL you 94. You could be really into Little League World Series on the regular Nintendo, which was great. Yeah, that was great. You could be RBI into, baseball on the regular Nintendo was also great. You could be into the N sixty four King Griffey Junior baseball. Yeah, awesome. Also, maybe awesome. you're into like Madden 05 on PlayStation two. Oh eh. six, oh eh. something. We're getting a little less exciting now. Um, Basically, what I want but is that's the less nostalgic factor, but it's still uh, still fun. But yeah, I think NHL ninety four. I feel like I could play that for hours and hours and hours. Yep. Which yeah. is what we did, and it never got old. I just was like, I've always been maybe mildly jealous of the great baseball road trip, you know, yep. just because Do you want to go on the baseball I'm even road more. trip? Well, I've always wanted to go. It's never going to happen, yeah. but I've always now wanted to. Now you have children. To. Yeah. But everybody else has children on this thing. I had, uh, no, you're right, but it's just one of those things where, like, I've got to, whatever, it's not about me. Um, I, um, <laughs> it's not about me. <laughs> When I lived in Texas, I uh, had two buddies uh, that we, we did what we called bro day, just yep. as an ironic um, you wore tank tops. statement. Uh, we all wore tank tops. Did I tell you about the bro day? No, I just guessed. Yeah, it was, what it else was in the middle of the summer. So we like uh, you slow drank cooked. a lot of cheap beer. Yep. Did you have a big green egg? Uh, no, but we uh, fashioned it. Uh, we sort of slow cooked on a grill, on yep. a charcoal grill. Uh, ribs and wings, whatever else. But um, so we showed up to my buddy's house, who was going to be the host of Bro Day, and uh, he's like, "All right, come out back. I got to show you what I got going on." And he had this really nice backyard, this um, patio area that was covered with like Mister fans, you know, Misters. Yep. And he had hooked up an outdoor TV with the new PlayStation and the new Madden 25 yep. or whatever. And he's like, "Yeah, so we can like play some vids, you know." And we showed up at like noon. 
We played video games for like 10 straight hours. Oh, yeah. It was the greatest ever. It was super fun. It was fun to watch, you know? Uh-huh. So just a, just a thing that you don't grow out of, which I thought maybe 10 years ago I thought I would grow out of. And that's just now that I'm realizing it's a thing that I'm not going to grow out of. At 50, 60, 70 years old, it's always going to be a thing that I'm going to love. We're all going to love. It's part of our generation of like into video games. Like my grandpa. Because you're so lucky. Well, like my grandpa never grew out of liking country music. It's what he was. It's not like he got old and then liked country music. He just liked that shit to begin with and he still likes it. I never never grew out of uh, liking cargo shorts. What can I say? I never did either. Um, I'm wearing some right now. I never grew into it. Uh, No, but I mean, they're so comfortable. Video game consoles when I was a kid were awful. So I mean, it was we still thought they were great and we played them. Yeah, but it wasn't the kind of thing that you know gets in your blood. Sure, like it's all right. Playing Mattel foot handheld Mattel football. Love that. Not going to do it for you. I was a big television guy. I loved it. What is that? I never even. It was Atari's competitor, and it was the 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 the. Controller. I don't think we can hear you in the microphone. A little circle that you'd spin around, and that you'd use those things to direct the players or the the people on the. Uh, okay. Screen. And it was, you know, in television. Remember that oh story? yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, pit, it they was had pitfall. Pitfall, yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, in television hockey was the best because you'd skate up next to a guy and swing your stick at him, and that was checking him. You'd swing your stick. That's at sort him, of like that and now. Yeah. Yeah, that's hockey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've played the sport, Patrick. Rosemount. Kill on. Yeah. But every fourth time they call penalty and you go in the box. I mean, it was really, really lame compared to, uh, compared to what you guys grew up with. So, you know, what can I say? You're lucky. Well, what about Stratum, Stratomatic? Stratomatic. Is that what you guys were into? That was just cards and dice. Yeah. That was like Dungeons and Dragons, but with athletes. Mike check. So. Mike okay. check. Mike check. I don't know what's going on. I don't know either. It's, there's a very good possibility nobody's been able to hear Patrick this whole time. The entire time? <laughs> that would be hilarious. But not for you guys. Plugged in. We're Plugged fine. In. I think we're fine. Well, Stratomatic was, yeah, it was Dungeons and Dragons for people who like sports. So it was cool. Well, I, I, had, four, I had three other friends and so I was a different four, category of version. So. Yeah. The four of us would... Get, we'd get the entire Major League Baseball set, right. and then we'd draft all-star teams. Oh, for sure. So you'd have four teams of all the best players, and then we'd play each other, you know, in, like, whole seasons and stuff. And right. You know, yeah, we, we didn't have girlfriends as a related, <laughs> you know, related note there. Yeah. We when were I, single. So if you were going to – if I was going to ask you the same question of John – you're able to walk into a, like a museum of video games that has everything from the very beginning till now. Do you? Would you just go like I'm not interested to? I'll just. Would you just go over I'll the board read games a book. and be like I'm going to Stratomatic this? No, guy. I'd go to the Intellivision stage probably. So that and, would be and, your uh, fun because that's what yeah that's cause that's what I grew up with. I yeah. wouldn't be able to play anything beyond about 1987. Yeah. So I'm yeah. the same way. If you like, hey, you could play Bond or whatever. Like I don't know. I I never yeah. learned. I don't have any interest in learning new shit. For video games right now, right? What about you, Stuart? I'd rather make out with girls, but uh, <laughs> no, but that's not an option. <laughs> that's not an option. You're married, so, so Atari Twenty Six Hundred. You're not going to get the Atari Twenty Six Hundred with Pac Man, Defender, and all that stuff. That would have been Galaga. Was that up your Galaga? Was way up my alley. 
I was actually good at Galaga. That and Burger Time, I think I was good at Burger those Burger Time things. was awesome. I love that oh, one. Oh, Dig Dug. I was really good at Dig Dug, too. But that was that was about it. We really need to have Dana Wessel on this. We one. really do. Dana would be helpful right Dana now. It would be very helpful. Uh, it's um, 7 o'clock, so Dana's been asleep for two hours, yep. probably. Yes. Yes. Dana went to bed at 4 p.m. today. Yep. Yes, uh he has to uh, right. DVR Wheel of Fortune because he can't stay up for it. Right. So, uh, love you, Dana. Sucks. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. We should probably wrap up anyway. We should wrap it up. Uh, lastly, Stuart, um, wanted to ask you very quickly, what is the appropriate um, response to NPR when we're, we're angry at them? Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips on, like, should we bomb their headquarters? Should we <laughs> block them on Twitter? Should Can we, we send them poop in the mail? Should I take my $8 sustaining member from them? People no, are upset. Please. People no, are upset. That, on your behalf. Uh, if for some reason you don't follow me on Twitter, but you listen to this show, which is just mind-boggling. I can't imagine why that would is, be true. You may have seen earlier today that I was laid off from uh, NPR and American Public Media yesterday, uh, which is a bummer. I don't like it. The worst media company ever. It's not the worst media company ever. This That's is obviously the question Fox I'm News. Ask, um, it? They've been <laughs> bought by ISIS. <laughs> and they they're they lucky Fox News exists. No. No, it's just so they're not the worst. funding terrorism across it's, the globe. Uh, one of those financial decisions that I was on the wrong end of, and it sucks, but there's nothing I can do about it, and there's a lot of good people who still work there, including Pat Fernandi, who actually hired me for the job. So um, it's it sucks, but there are a lot of good people there, and you should support them because it wasn't their call to let me go. They're good people. So They're not enough good people there, Stu. They're well, one I know. short. I know they're one short. And but, hashtag... Uh, Hire Stu. So, yeah, if you've got a job for me to do that involves, like, word writing or something with things and talking and I stuff. I say just come work with me and Wade. And <laughs> we'll just start recording podcasts on the I would. I, I would like, I would, I would, I would like a job where the FCC isn't, or SEC isn't going to come and shut us down, but that's neither here nor yeah. there. So. So you guys are Canadian, right? Around. Yeah, exactly. They haven't done anything yet. They don't even have the SEC in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, um, yeah, I... Uh, Thanks for bringing it up. Wait a minute. That, that sounded weird, but no, it's okay. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I'm unemployed now, so give me a job again. Thank you. So. Good talk. Good I talk, agree. Guys. Fuck NPR. Yeah. Please don't do I'm that. I'm angry on Stu's behalf. He's not angry at all, but I'm I think gonna, we can be angry for him. You please Feel free to I'm be gonna angry I'm going to go at Garrison me, Killer's house. Well, he's not. We were going, mean, he's we were going to anyway, too, too. so. That's not related to this. We're just changing the subject. Oh, okay. We're just planning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I moved. I turned the page. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sure. Well, it's just I had heard that I was getting a Prairie Home Companion, but I mean, I tried to play the mandolin, and that didn't work. <laughs> so they gave it to the Chris. So Neely. which do you so, play better, the mandolin or the lute? Well, oh, clearly it was more of a lute man. I went, I went to lute camp with Sting when I was in like seventh grade. So <laughs> no, I didn't really do that. That's not a thing. That's real. Yep. Anyway, the point of that topic was hire Stu. Actually, yes, don't hire Stu because I want to. I want him to come to my company. This should be more of a competitive. It's thing, more of I'm a. Com- sure you're going to be snapped up very quickly. Here's so. I can tell anyone don't on Twitter in Minneapolis right now is trying to contrive some way to hire Stu yeah. to well, come work with. That would be pretty much. Fuck yeah. you guys. That would be I'm nice. going to do it. I'm not going to turn down offers. So. <laughs> Except nobody on Twitter has any hiring power. Whatsoever, that's the whole so. thing. That's the problem. <laughs> Are you seriously going to hire me? No, I just want to do the hashtag. Yeah, uh, I just hope I want to be part of the movement. I want to be like <laughs> the guys beating up on that dentist. So if you God, have then we brought the dentist up again. No, it's my fault. And you're Sorry. listening to this podcast. Please hire Stu. It did dawn on me today that I know way too many 
talented, creative people who are laid off yeah. and have been oh, unemployed. Yeah. Yeah, and Ty- that Tyler I also, Mason and yeah, and Brian Hall, Phil Irvin. And yeah. also, yeah, a lot of my friends are from the media. So, yeah, yeah the, the probably a, explains it right there. It's a tough there dance. It yep. is. Yep. Yep. You just got to hang out with more it's of a uh, pseudo media type. It's like yes. a musical chairs sort of scenario. You know, there's always yep. just going to be somebody just yep. the way it is. I've Demand, seen Phil supply, Irvin, and you can take him. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. There's, there's the update from me. So, Excellent. Well, on that uh, on very that sad, note, terrible uh, note. Let's end it. All right. Goodbye, everybody. This has been the... He already said bye-bye. No, it it's still ticking. No, still go. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on Path Sports Gash with Professor Stank Dick. 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 <laughs> also, hire me. <laughs> Stank Dick. Do you have a car? And I said, do I have a Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.